today on CityCast Salt Lake. Have you heard the joke that the official bird of Utah is the crane? Just kidding. It's the California gull. But seriously, though, downtown Salt Lake is in a massive construction boom. To building Salt Lake editor Taylor Anderson, that's mostly a good thing. But it's not without its complications. It's Thursday, January 20th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Well, welcome to CityCast Salt Lake, Taylor. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited that you're here. I think that you are an expert on Salt Lake's uh, built environment, and I won't let you argue about that. A lot of folks have written us and asked for a tour day downtown Salt Lake construction, which I think is really needed because I live downtown and it feels like at every turn there's a one-way sign or a construction sign or a, sorry, go down five blocks and try again sign. With all of this growth, how do you see the vibe of downtown changing? Like, what does downtown Salt Lake look and feel like in five years? Or I guess even at this pace, maybe two years? I would say two to five years for real, because so many buildings are under construction right now. And each one is going to get filled up, like starting today, moving forward. That's what's interesting. Like, I don't know, because each new building is hundreds of new people bringing their own new ideas, like new energy their own personal vibes into the into the city. And so that's what's really exciting to me. Um, everyone brings some, something unique, something their own. Like they just, they add their own ideas to the city and change it in their own individual ways. So it's really hard. What we know is that there's just going to be a ton more people. So there are a lot of cranes in the skyline today. We made sure to incorporate the crane in our CityCast Salt Lake logo for a very specific reason. And I'm wondering, what are some of the major either construction sites or planned developments downtown that for you are top of mind and that you think are most representative of where we're headed in terms of our our built environment? Basically, what we're going to get is a new type of housing that didn't exist before. We're going to see a handful, like, like five plus skyline changing residential towers, many of them luxury, some of them uh, including like Astra Tower is going to be our, our tallest building in the state, 450 feet, 40 stories, all residential with with ground floor retail. But these these types of buildings just didn't exist before. Um, so like Main Street is going to get a new tower, 300 South, 400 South, all through the downtown core. There's going to be over the next two to five, maybe a little bit longer towers that keep being built that you're going to look at at the skyline today versus 10 years from now, and it's going to be totally different because of all these new residential towers that are going to bring probably 10,000 people into downtown Salt Lake City. Wow. Where are all of those people going to park? Many of these include space for at least one car per unit on site. Some of them are like eight stories of parking built above ground. Um we're going to notice a change probably in the number of cars that are, are downtown. Uh, the, the beauty thing is that we're going to also notice a change in the number of people that you perceive to be downtown. And um, so I, I don't think the sky is going to fall with like an influx of traffic or anything like that. But you're going to start noticing the changes for sure on a number of levels. One of the things that I think is really frightening when I personally, when we think about congestion downtown. To me, congestion means two things. It's like one, the air that we're breathing causing congestion. And two, the congestion of downtown causing the air that we're breathing. And so I'm curious, like, 
all of this development, do you think that there is thought being put into increasing public transit, green development? Like, how is any of this contributing to making the city healthier or safer? A couple things. Like, it's definitely like a wait and see on, there will be a meaningful impact on like the number of people driving around downtown. Like, I don't know how you could deny that. Um, I don't know how to quantify it. So it's all anecdotal, but there's just going to be like 10,000 more people living downtown and many of them are going to have cars. Um, It's pretty interesting. Like Salt Lake is pretty unique in the transit that we do have today. Cars are the number one source, single source of, of, of the smog causing pollution in our city. And if we don't do anything, don't make meaningful investments to make it easier to not get in your car, to make all of your daily trips, yes, it's all going to get worse. We're going to have more traffic. We're going to have worse, like that's the same bad air that we have today. No type of new fuel is going to like save us from the unpleasantries that come from more people being in cars. Uh, again, I sound like an extremist, but that's just, you know. The outcomes are extreme. So it seems like it's time to have extreme conversations about changing behavior, right? Like the looking out my window, the smog is extreme. Yeah, it's just there's so many different reasons. You know, the good thing is like the 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 people who will be moving in want to be in a city and, and it's just like easier to not drive around. So I don't think like the sky is going to fall, but it's just the time is right for our leaders to get ahead of what we know is coming by making more investments in like a transit corridor on 200 South by improving the bike lanes so that they connect to each other so that you can make a safe and convenient trip across town wherever you want to go. You know, it, we, we not, we're not like creating a new roadmap. Other cities have grown quickly before. Other cities have better infrastructure for biking, walking and taking transit. We just need to like say, look, we're on the map now. So like, let's get to where we need to be on getting people to where they need to be. How do we be more vocal in the face of this kind of boom? Because it feels as a downtown resident that all of this is happening in backroom conversations. And I'm not sure how much of that is the case, but I wonder if there are opportunities for engagement that I'm missing. At any given time, there's probably 10 to 20 different individual projects going on around the city, not just downtown, but many of them are downtown where there's an open survey or there's like some segment of the street is being opened up and it's an opportunity for citizens to say what they want that to be closed back up and look like and operate. Basically, you need to show up, you know, instead of just kind of get to your next, I would say dinner party, but I'm not having many of those lately. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Overcron. Tell Netflix you're not still watching and go to the the planning commission meeting. Okay. The micro apartments that are going up at 100 South and 700 East. There was a really controversial particular night at the city council where that debate was held. The folks at Wasatch Tenants United have been very vocally opposed to the apartments. There are people on the city council saying this is an affordable housing solution. Do you have a take on that? I'm curious. As someone who studies development all day. It remains to be seen whether one project can can be the it's it's not going to be the end all be all to our affordable affordable housing problem and the argument was that this new building which is going to have arguably high rent to share amenities with other tenants is replacing maybe a dozen homes that 
I could have afforded, you know, when I moved here. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of the back and forth that we need to think about. Like when we talk about the excitement with the changes that are happening and the new buildings that are coming and the new people that are going to follow, like we need to stop and, and think about like what must be preserved, what needs to stay, like what is distinctly Salt Lake City and what just will be lost permanently. So like we're talking about like that unique Salt Lake City character that's now going to be replaced by something else. And whether it's this project or any other number of projects that we talked about today, like think about what's there and and whether you need to raise your individual voice like these people did to try to keep it the way that it is or else it's going to be lost forever. Yeah. That's that's what I really want to see. Broadway the the convexity tower is replacing I think it was a dozen uh office spaces including the tabernacle. Um oh. You know, they all got they all got displaced. Like I don't know where all those different businesses are. Luckily a number of them like the People's Coffee was able to relocate and is just around the corner. But like think about that. Like if Ken didn't get a new spot downtown, where like can we be Salt Lake City without Ken Sanders being in it? That's right. You know, it's hard to say, but you got to think about, you know, things like that with any any change in the city, for sure. I think that's where you're right. It becomes the conversation starts to feel heartbreaking and that more is lost than gained, um, you know, with the lack of affordability completely aside. That's a whole different issue, but we'll get into that eventually on this podcast. <laughs> I love it. No, you're, you're hitting on the right things. And I, I do wish I, I heard more from the city or I, I wish it was more a conversation. Where are all these people going to go? A lot of these new apartments do have retail space, but can any of these businesses pay okay, you've got a space now, but it costs 10 times more than what you were paying before. Also, where did you go for the two to three years that it took while we were actually building that space? Um, I wish we were hearing more about, frankly, the city ponying up, paying, like raising money to help fight the effects of displacement, like the effects of of gentrification, which we're all thinking of displacement. People can't afford to, to be where they were before, whether that's their home or their business. I wish we as a city would pony up and say, we have this pool of funds, we will actually subsidize your rent to move down the street to that new business that you might not be able to afford. But like, let's help you get on your feet. Uh, Whether that makes me a socialist or not, I don't really know. But like, (laughs) let's have the conversation, you know, and I don't think it's happening right now. I would agree with that. Um, Taylor, thank you so much for your time. And for all of your insight and wisdom, you really are our expert. Yeah, no, thanks for doing what you do. And I, I love that that we got a, a city cast in Salt Lake. So yeah, I appreciate it. We're invite. super excited about it. All right. Well, have a good one. Thanks so much. Thanks. A little news before we go. You probably know that Salt Lake County and Summit County both have indoor mask mandates right now. Well, the Utah legislature is back in session, and Republican Dan McKay of Riverton wasted not one single minute filing a resolution to overturn both mask mandates, which was rammed through the Senate without any public comment or committee hearing. Why? Because when you have a veto-proof supermajority, you make the rules. As of recording this, the Utah House has yet to vote on the resolution. Very, very related. Dr. Angela Dunn says, based on last week's data, an average 43 Salt Lake County residents are being hospitalized with COVID-19 every day, and hospitalizations have doubled in just the past 14 days. 
that's it for us today on CityCast Salt Lake. Our lead producer is Nick Steffens. Our newsletter writer is Madeline McGill. And our host is me, Ali Vallarta. Music is by Mitochondria. Reading the CityCast Salt Lake newsletter and listening to this podcast are peanut butter and jelly. It's like getting ramen from Yoko over the counter at Dick and Dixie's. It's balance. Subscribe to both and get a 360 view of our city every morning. All right, that's enough for me. We'll be back Tuesday morning with more news from around the city. Bye. But I mean, like, you're very bike forward. Uh, Your social media presence is very, like pedestrian forward and I think a lot of people just don't think of Salt Lake as a walkable city and so also like our minds just go to biking places.